Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Peace of Mind, episode 12, so you already know that we are feeling swell. Today, I have my co-host, let me actually mute my phone real quick. <laughs> I'm professional, man. That's Today, a fine, listen. that's a fine right there. Today, I got my co-host with me. Speak your name into that mic so everybody know my co-host. Oh, oh, Michael Chad G. I hate you sometimes. I thought no, I thought you were talking Mike, about. I didn't say my guest, but we do have a guest here. And now that we, now that we, he threw that, he threw that... me off with that. You threw oh me off my god, that. bro! I swear to God, listen, listen. Let my guest introduce himself. Speak your name into that mic. You gotta use your real name, or you gonna use a stage name? What's up with it? I'm gonna use my real name. Uh, my name is World. It would help if I could actually say my name. My name is Willard Squire. <laughs> uh, a good friend of the host of the podcast. Yeah, t- tell us about yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, bro. Um, let them know who you are. Shout out your social medias and everything. Like My that. social Come medias. Yeah, let them know. Uh, it is Willard Squire on Twitter. I got I got that in quickly. Um, <laughs> no other social medias to speak of. So, how do you spell that? Uh, that is W I L L A R D S Q U I R E. All right, listen. You just gonna hop into it? I'm gonna hop into it because I told him my opportunity yeah. to talk about himself. He did. He humble, bro. That's that's what I like I about him. Humble. humble, man. I am humble. He ain't wanna get too much brag. I like to, pre- like, I like to uh, pretend I'm humble. <laughs> Keep it like, uh, like a mask of humbleness over top. <laughs> exactly, man. That's what you gotta do that's sometimes. What you gotta do. Now listen, let's let's go into the first news that we have today. We're going, of course, we gotta still talk about a little bit of Nipsey Hussle. Already know the funeral was this past week. Um, a huge shout out Barack Obama. Even wrote a nice little letter to the family, man. Uh, just. Showing the shout, showing the pride that he has in his community and the shame of a life lost. But also some interesting news: Reggie Bush, yeah, thought that he was gonna pull a little fast one. Watch check him on chat. Oh yeah, Reggie Bush. Uh, him and his wife apparently set up. I think it was like a GoFundMe or some kind of fund where they wanted people to donate, um, like up to a hundred thousand dollars that he could donate to Nipsey Hussle's kids to set up for like a college fund or whatever, and. Um, and then apparently the family in private, they told him that they didn't want this and to take it down. And he either refused or he just wasn't listening. So then Karen Civil, who's a good friend, who was a good friend of Nipsey Hussle, mm-hmm. she like put him on blast and said, like, we, t- we asked you in private to take it down and you didn't do it. It's like, now I'm calling you out like in public, like take it down. Which, which brings me like, why? Why would he do this just in the first place? Probably just for the attention. Uh, Reggie. You know, his career in the NFL was off and on. You got to do anything you got to do to get that attention nowadays. And the funny thing about that is the fact that he said that was GoFundMe when, you know, Nipsey, again, he has money, like, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. then we talk about Reggie Bush himself, who was like, <laughs> unless you blew all your money, but you're not one of the stars who, you know, get into the hot water a lot. I mean, you have been. Yeah. Uh, for, blow- for blowing too much money. So you obviously still have somebody. <laughs> He's on TV that, still, too. Exactly. 100000 that you could donate yourself. So why yeah. would you be raising a GoFundMe, my guy? Yeah. It, it makes no sense. It, it, the whole thing is so bizarre. Like, I don't even know if Reggie Bush was even, like, friends with Nipsey Hussle or his relationship with him. I feel like if he was friends with them, they wouldn't, like, this this whole situation would not have happened. Exactly. It, it would have been more of, like, a little welcome gesture. Yeah. Of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, like, oh, yeah, don't do this. Yeah, the, the use of GoFundMe nowadays, are they always seem so impersonal. And there there's always, like, a level of shadiness to it, at least in my opinion, when someone outside of the family or outside of, like, the actual community that this person was involved in starts a GoFundMe. It's like, where's, you know, the money actually going to go to the people? How yeah. are you going to, like, actually transfer all of these funds? Yeah, you, n- you never know, like, where the money's going to go if it's not, like, with somebody within the family. If somebody like, outside the family, like, starts these GoFundMes, then you you have no clue, like, where's, where it's going. 
Like, if you donate, is this money going to go to them? Like you said. And another thing is, what it, is that, in my opinion, it makes everything seem so disingenuous mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It. So it's like, we have all these, you know, and originally when it was still in its, um, you know, infancy with GoFundMe, it really was in its purest form, in my opinion, where you had people who really need the money for their medication or for some kind of yeah. operation, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. they really couldn't afford it. But now you have these people who, you know, just recently in Philadelphia, when we had that, um, you know, they raised this, what, $20,000 or something like that for this homeless man, and it turns out they homeless that even got any, and then they just kept it for themselves, but it turns out... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah, that couple, <laughs> yeah, and they, they, the, the homeless man, like, they gave him some money, because yeah. it, was, it was a scheme, and then they ended up being sued by the homeless man after he found out that they had gotten way more money that they, yep. than they mm-hmm. had told him. And that's the thing that's crazy about, like, now they Netflix, it's my opinion, it makes a lot of GoFundMe just see so disingenuous that I don't want to help, but it, which... It's so wrong because you should want to help your fellow citizen. Like so, it's, but I, it's like you, you have to know like what like who who's handling the money. Mm-hmm. I think that you need to know that like up front, yep. like before you're doing it to go fund me. Like who's handling the money? Handling the money? How is it going to get to the people? Like that needs to be laid out like at the beginning. But see, you can do all that, right? You can really do. But as long as you create a narrative that's compelling enough that people are going to believe, yeah, you can almost you, you I'm gonna say you can get away with it, but you can start that, um, and you can get a lot of money off of that off of a disingenuous reason as long yeah, as you can. Like a yep. believe. Now again, you might have repercussions. Obviously, like you know, people are that, going back to uh, that Philadelphia couple where yeah they they ended up getting sued and having that uh, legal repre- uh, repercussion on them. But the fact of the matter is, they still <laughs> made that money, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they had that payday, bro. Yep. So no matter what you, as long as you have a compelling narrative, it doesn't matter who is for you. Like it could be, I could be making a, a GoFundMe right now for you know my girlfriend who was dying of cancer. Knock on wood, I hope this never happens. But Jesus, but I, I, I know, yeah. I know. Knock on wood, completely. Hope this never happens. But I could do that. I could create an entire narrative and make that believable. You know, you know, I have the gift of gab that I could make that happen. I could make that happen. And it's, but it's wrong, bro. It's Yo, so you can, you can make that tell that whole situation. I can Yo, Matt Tattel, remember him? He, he, he created <laughs> He's that. He's a victim, okay? He created a fake girl. Yeah. <laughs> He's a victim. Oh, man. oh my God. He created a fake girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, made up that she died of cancer. And then right before the draft, like, it reveals there's no girlfriend. No, no, nothing there. <laughs> he was the he was the original catfish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wrong, bro. That was so wrong. I was, it was just, my only question was why? Why Why did you do this? Attention, he wanted the Heisman. Attention. It helps you. The Heisman, yeah, that's that's actually a good point. Give, give him some buzz. Have a nice exactly. like sob sto- sob backstory. That translates to money in his own pocket with the NFL later on uh, down mm-hmm. the road. Exactly, and, exactly, bro. And he's still in the NFL. Every time I see him like pop up like on a he's team in the NFL, but is he really in the NFL? I I feel like uh, he's he like is, he the, is. I mean, on the, the the sidelines of the NFL he, a lot more than he is on the playing field. Of the NFL. <laughs> he's hanging on. Exactly correct. <laughs> He's hanging on. And he, I see him every now and then. I'm like, oh yeah, it's Manta Teo. He made like a tackle on like a punt. <laughs> that's, that's basically his role now. All right, let's move back on to uh, some Nipsey Hussle, some more Nipsey news involving the one, the only, West Side Blood, Suge. Oh no. Knight. <laughs> oh no. Hip hop's greatest supervillain. <laughs> You're right. No, Suge. Gotta, I don't even know why we let this man Suge like, speak. I feel like Suge's mystique has gone down since that since that uh, since that dude knocked him out of the barbershop a couple years ago. <laughs> you remember that video? I remember that. You remember joke, the video? Look at him. That one two. Strip went down real quick. Listen. Shook's in the news again because he actually had an interview, had a discussion, which I don't even know why we all went to an interview with Shook Knight of all people. But he was talking about <laughs> Nipsey Hussle and said that it was his loyalty to his neighborhood that got him killed. Now, we've already talked to our station about how sometimes being, you know, 
too loyal in certain situations, it's a negative downside to it. But I don't want to, the way that he puts that when he makes this kind of conversation is that, is that having that loyalty and wanting to get back to the community is negative and wrong. I disagree. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I disagree vehemently with that. Yeah. I, I, it, it actually infuriates me because the fact, yeah. that, the fact of the matter is, granted, yeah, like, it was a bad situation and he should, like, and Nip was a little bit too comfortable, I think, to be rolling a lot of security. But mm-hmm. the fact that he was giving, he's giving back to his community, opening up these stores, having, you know, book drives and making sure kids got back to school supplies and they have new clothes and they have food on their table so they can eat and so they're not hungry and have breakfast programs. Like, no, no, bro. Like, that's, you're yeah. not doing yeah. that. <laughs> no. Yeah. There is no, there is not going to be a problem where I'm too loyal to this to this neighborhood and such and such, and such that I'm not going to ever want to give back to it. No. Mm-hmm. No. I disagree with that, bro. What do you think? I agree. I agree with what you're saying too. Like, like everything. Like, we should. People should be doing more of what Nipsey's doing, not less of it. I feel 100%. like. I feel like this shouldn't deter people from giving back to the, your, your community. Like, obviously, like you gotta be careful. You gotta be cautious because there's always gonna be haters, especially people from like your community that are closest to you. They probably hate you the most because they grew up with you. You start from the same circumstances, and then you're you're over there, and they're, like they're still where they're at when you left. So. So like they're they're always gonna um, so there's always gonna be a target on your back when you go back. But like what you said, like all the stuff that he's doing, he's trying to uplift his community and make it better and everything. Like people like more more people should use the platforms to do that and help their communities instead of just once they make it just like neglecting them and just moving on. Yeah. Well, even even if it's from afar too. Like even if you can even if you don't like go back like necessarily like physically into it like. Pushing, putting money back into the community too is also good. And he has, uh, I, I want to give an example of one of my favorite athletes who may or may not be one of the biggest uh, voices on the court. <laughs> Lee Braun James, who goes and he serves an entire school, an entire charter school yeah. to give did back you, to these children. Did you see what they're in the news for now? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like 100% exceeding Ex- expectations. Exactly. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I, I've got a soft spot for LeBron James. He's one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that brought me to tears when he opened up that school and all the stuff he does for his community. Like, he might have left Cleveland, but his impact on Cleveland will always be there. Major mm-hmm. facts. And the fact that, like you like you said, how, how they are able to exceed these expectations and how they're able to give these kids much better features, that starts that rebuild the community exactly. in a more positive the, life. you got to start from where the kids are. And so if you don't have but if you don't have that, if he decided, you know, that he wanted to, let's just say that he talked to Shug Knight for whatever, for whatever reason, <laughs> and, and he didn't have that, and that never happened, then you still have the same perpetual trap that you tried to escape yourself that you always downplay and don't talk and to say, oh, no one should have to live like this. But you're not making any difference. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's one thing to, you know, speak upon what other people are doing, the good things that people are doing, and possibly doing stuff on your own. But if you're not doing anything to actually uplift your community, and you're just putting down those who, you know, who have tragically lost their lives for the good that they did in their communities, that's just, it's just a move only Suge Knight can make. Yeah. <laughs> As the rap supervillain, man. Exactly. Actions confirm priorities all day, every day. If, you know, if you... And I actually want to like bring that back to some of the advertising. I actually recently saw this. So that's a grocery campaign right now, right? Yeah. And they're trying to get more organic, uh, organic foods and vegetables to be sold. So what they're doing, and it's genius. When you walk into the store, there's a, there's a counter, and on that counter has bananas, apples, oranges for free. And there's a message that says, 
parents, please let your kid take one so they won't be hungry while you're shopping. It'll keep them uh, occupied. It'll keep them satisfied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's free. And that way, when you do that, you start these kids young, liking ve- like liking these fruits and vegetables. Say, well, can we get some of these bananas? Can we get some of these? Yeah. So not only yeah. that, you raise your you raise your prices, right? You raise, I'm not raise your prices, but you raise your sales. Exactly. You you have now just brought back you know new customers. Yes. Mm-hmm. For and potentially for life because that's exactly. how you with children. You potentially made them for life. Actions confirm priorities. Their actions or that priority was to say that they wanted to raise their sales. They wanted to have. Uh, uh, Increase the sales of uh, more organic fruit. Well, how are we going to do that? We're going to promote it in a more healthy lifestyle and let children be able to uh, be the forefront of this. And they put that that action right there in front of it, confirming that this is what we want to do. Apart from what someone else says, who always says, "Listen, man, I want to I want to get back with it," or you know, this is so wrong and we should have to do with this anymore. But this is the life that we have to live there. And that's just saying, "Oh, well, I want to help." The priority is there, but the action's not there. So the priority mm-hmm. really isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's where it's just like you're just talking to talk. You want to you want to join the conversation, but you have nothing really valuable to say, mm-hmm. so you're just there. Mm-hmm. And it, and if he doesn't want to like, if he doesn't want to give back. That's his prerogative. But like you said, like don't don't put down people actually making a difference in the community, and don't deter other people from trying to make a difference. Major facts, major facts. Now listen, <laughs> speaking of people that are making a difference, we're going to talk about someone that's making a difference in a, uh, a negative light. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Our homie. Oh no. Our, our, oh no. Our friend, Robert. Not Robert. Robert Kelly. <laughs> so, oh, Robert, sit down. <laughs> Gail, Gail King said. That. <laughs> oh my God. She talked to him like a five-year-old. He's like Robert. Robert. Now, Robert. Robert Kelly. You know, we know after his uh, allegations that he's been a little bit low. So he's been kind of a. Uh, Kind of try to like go out the country and hang a little bit, but <laughs> oh that's not God. stopping him from going to the clubs. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not stopping him from performing and everything like that. So what's just curious is that he uh <laughs> he 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 popped bottles. Oh no! And over his bank account. He overdrafted his bank account. Yes, thirteen dollars. I just I just saw this story. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! And the funny thing about it is, like. He didn't help Travis bank account because he went to buy bottles. He, the popping bottles is so the irresponsible part of everything. Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. He knew he didn't have the money to pop bottles, but he still went to go do it. The overdrive came from the fact that he had, after surviving R. Kelly thing, he actually ended up owing his landlord. <laughs> I, I forgot the amount of money that it was, but it was a substantial amount of money that he did not have. And so he had to take out um, basically this trust, which in doing so, left him <laughs> overdrafted. Um, like $13. Negative $13. Negative $13. <laughs> R. Kelly, that's the, that's a that's a new bottom. Hey, that's a new bottom. I feel like I feel like he keeps finding new bottoms. There's like he rock bottom, listen. and then there's negative thirteen dollars withdrawn. Hey, I, I, I feel like every time you think he hits rock bottom, he just goes lower and lower. It doesn't end with him. Hey, my, my my thing about that is the entire situation right there, bro. Is like, why when you know when you know that you are in the situation that you are in, and that you know. It might be more beneficial for you to not necessarily go to the just to lay law and make sure you take, handle all your business because you don't know when this when things gonna stop for you. Mm-hmm. At this moment, you do know you know you have these allegations. That, well, we're, not, we're not gonna say it allegations stopped. anymore. It we, stopped. You know, R. Kelly and response. Need to lay low. So when the exact so when when do you, at what point do you think about that and say you know what I have to chill? It's it's the lack of self awareness that has really hurt R. Kelly. I understand that you know the. He's not the most intelligent dude. Yeah, I think. He, uh, through, Art, sorry. Oh no, you go. Uh, you know, through different circumstances, 
and it just shows in almost every interaction like the interview itself like why would you go do that interview why but every situation he turns to he just acts with the the lowest amount of self-awareness that you could have in that situation mm-hmm. and it just, just keeps biting him every single time like r kelly and responsibility have never gone together no or, or intelligence really he just keeps spawning <laughs> himself in all these like terrible positions and he makes it worse every time he like He's already in a bad position, and then he somehow like digs himself a bigger hole, like he, like by doing that. Like what? Who advised him to do that interview? Like his lawyer, his lawyer gotta be on like the prosecution side or something like that to advise him to do that interview. It was his publicist. That was his publicist. That, yeah, it was a PR move. The idea behind how does he even afford to pay for a publicist at this point? <laughs> like all oh. his money, all his money's gotta be dried up. He's, he's well, paying off all. You his can families. see that he didn't get a, a good publicist for that. <laughs> yeah, money, he didn't get so. a good exactly. But the idea was that, like, if he can go in there and tell his side of the story, that if, as long as he can make a, again, going back to what I talked about the GoFundMe, if you can make a compelling enough exactly. narrative that you can sway people with the pain and make you think that you are the victim or, you, or that you're the good guy. The problem is... He's R. Kelly. Goes, this is R. Kelly. Exactly. He really thought he could go into that inter- interview and just magically make everything go away by putting on a good show. Because he, at, at his heart, he's an entertainer. He thinks he's so, like, charismatic. <laughs> He's so like desirable that everyone would just kind of like fall in love with him again if he did like a really like compelling, heartfelt interview, and it was the exact opposite. You're killing me with this. Shit. Yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was like a trapped in the closet like yeah. extension <laughs> and stuff like that. Like I was like, sit down. He's trying to make himself cry and everything too. Yeah. But and is that, is that but at certain points you actually start to notice, bro? Like. He's, you're selling a little too hard, bro. You're selling a little too yeah. hard, That's bro. why Gail King was just like, sit down, Robert. Sit down. <laughs> you're having a tantrum right now. Sit it's, down. That's the true, the true black one right there, bro. Yeah, that... Did not give a single flip <laughs> about what was going on, bro. <laughs> just like, listen, I see right through that BS. <laughs> that was the black mob. I felt like I yeah. was hard carrying that situation, Yeah, because you... And my mom was looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt. It was like, oh no. Yeah, you you could just feel that. <laughs> There's a lot of tension there. Listen, I just wanted to try to bring up another guy. I thought it was funny, and it does relate a little bit to music. You know, we are a music podcast, even though we're the worst music podcast ever because <laughs> we write talk about actual music. <laughs> now, <laughs> moving on to some music, concert Coachella. Did y'all look at anything from Coachella's past um, this past weekend? I, no, because it was actually yeah. Like, I, haven't, I haven't checked. The, I haven't checked yeah. anything out yet. Shouldn't I, that say something that like? Coachella was on, and in years past, I've been pretty interested in Coachella, and I just completely forgot that Coachella was on this week. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, I think I think what it says that a lot of times that we really don't care about that thing, thing anymore. And what I wanted to kind of uh, talk about and what bridges that is, do you think that Firefest has a reason? Oh, not no, I don't want to say a reason, Fest. but does Firefest have a, a help? Does it help that we kind of lose interest in a lot of these mega uh, festivals anymore? What do you think, like, Firefest like, contributed to? I think the, the, the negative impact and negative perception of Firefest was so great that it actually diminishes the value of a lot of other festivals. I don't think it really has, like, a correlation with it, with Firefest and, like, Coachella and everything. Because Coachella and, like, and, like uh, Bonnaroo and, like, all these, like, other festivals, like, they were around before, like, way before Firefest. And it has right. no effect. I really think it, it has to come down to the, the amount of gatekeeping they do to make sure that, like, it is an experience for those who go to Coachella, and I get mm-hmm. that. You want to provide like a once in a lifetime or like a, 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 an experience, but at the same time, to draw that interest from outside, you have to do more to like increase viewership. And I, I don't think I could be wrong. I could be one hundred percent wrong, but I think you still have to pay 
to uh, to watch Coachella like a, through a live like stream. A few, yeah, I think yeah. they have a I think they have a live stream pass, and they've got other stuff like that. And you know, it, it's costly to even go to it. I mean, you got mm-hmm. if you're not in California, you've got to pay for travel and 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 room and board while you're there, and the cost of the tickets are astronomical. So it, they just do so much to keep the casual fan mm-hmm. interested and actually able to view Coachella that it's like it just it's going to the wayside in uh in public interest yeah like like you said like they, they kind of like price out like everybody else that's like not rich or in like in California that's like a connection or something like that you can't you can't well, go always to- had that though it's my that's, so that's why I'm not, I don't I feel like there had to be another reason though because think about it it's, we always had, I would argue since Woodstock when everybody wants to go to Woodstock Everybody wants it. Even I want to go to Woodstock, bro. Come on now. But, like, Woodstock, Woodstock, everybody, but, but Woodstock and all of those things, like, yeah, they had a commercial aspect to it, but they really, like, they felt genuine. Yeah. And Coachella like has never felt genuine. Yeah. Coachella has always felt like it is the the, the bougie event of the season. It, it, it feels like it's for people well above the normal fan. Like, and so why am I, like, why am I paying these people money yeah, to, I, to experience something that, like, yeah, I'm I, not really genuinely experiencing? What about Made in America, then? Oh, I always want to jump in on that, on that point yeah, about go ahead, uh, go ahead. about like I think like last year, like uh, we were talking about like uh, like Woodstock and things and other festivals like that were like an experience and stuff. Uh, like last year, Beyonce performed. She was the headliner at Coachella, and I think like last there's a lot of uh, buzz and interest in that because you have a black woman like headlining Coachella. I don't think that that ever Battle happened. Glover. in Glover. We had Childish Gambino. We had Jada Smith. And first, uh, I mean, don't Beyonce, even talk about them, bro. Beyonce, they're not on the level of Beyonce. Let's be, let's be real. They're not on the level of Beyonce. Know, Beyonce you know who's, is, you know who's performing <laughs> at, uh, at, at right now at, <laughs> at Coachella? No, I don't actually know. Uh, Idris Elba is Idris performing Elba? right now. So, is I, I, that I one serious. song that he has? <laughs> that one DJ song? Idris Elba. I thought it was Khalifa or something. Wow. And with, with, it's, it's lineup right now is Billy Ellis, uh, Idris Elba, and Wiz Khalifa. I mean, I did not the, know Idris Elba was a part of. I didn't know, but that's what I'm wow. saying. Like, like you know, this is supposed to be the event, and you got people. I love Idris Elba. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. But do I want to go to a concert for Idris Elba? Not really. <laughs> he made it. He got a good show. Now, now if they like did like a hologram of DJ Idris Elba. Elba, <laughs> uh, I would I would tune in for that. They need to do more holograms at Coachella. I feel like that was like the peak Coachella when they had Tupac. See, come I'm anti hologram. I'm get get that, that away from me. Why? Why? Get, get, why? get him out of here. Why? Why would I pay to see a hologram? Why would I pay the same price of a, to see a concert of something that's not there? Like but if they're putting a track but if, over it. But I do think there is a uh, a market for if the person's dead and the person can't perform. I think that's really cool. I think exactly. I, that's, that's, I think that gives you like a a. Not a 100% live experience, but as close to it as you could with someone who has passed away when you do the hologram thing. And that's why I felt like they should do, they should have done it more. And I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this is this brand new technology that we have and we're never going to use again because it's just not practical for us to do it. No, exactly. I mean, that's a lot of people that I would love to go see that I, I can't. So like, if I can get if I can get like an, the original Rolling Stones. I mean, the Rolling Stones are alive. They, they are. Yes, all yes. the Rolling Stones are alive. Almost all of them are alive. Almost all of them. Almost all. Yeah, like the, the front man. At least the front okay. man. Okay. No, no, no. Mick Jagger? Yeah, Mick Jagger's yeah, still alive. He's still he's alive. I'm not still having well. kids. He's alive. I thought Mick Jagger might be well. He's still having kids. Keith Richards is still alive somehow. I don't know how. Somehow doing a ton of drugs and like like completely destroying your body when you're younger apparently is very good for you later on in life. 
He's still around. He's still around and kicking. You know, I, like Ozzy I, I Osbourne's still alive. I assume yeah, Ozzy I Osbourne. Was dead. I thought he was dead. My point is that they're still going to be, they are going to be, and there are a lot of, uh, uh, you know, performers that I would love to see. Like, oh, I would love to see Prince. I would love to see, see Michael Jackson. Like, but I feel like well, Prince. I couldn't could see Michael. I, I want to say now. Now that I can actually enjoy it, I would love to see Michael Jackson. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like my my take on it is like if I didn't see them while they were alive, I just missed the mark. It's just not going to be the same seeing them as a hologram. It's never, no, it's, it's not, 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 not going to be the same. same. It's not going to be the same. But I feel like I would still I would still pay money to see a couple of these people. Like I feel like there's like an all time hologram list that I would I would pay money to see. <laughs> just an all hologram concert. Yeah. Just like the great. Well, not even all hologram, <laughs> but like the Hall of Fame for hologram. Run it down. Run it down. Uh, I would say Prince would be one of them. The moral stuff with MJ, I I, I would have to go back and forth on that one. Listen, all right. <laughs> Listen, I, I I get it, I truly do, but you're not gonna be. I can't. You can't take Billie Jean away from me, bro. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, Jimi Hendrix, I would definitely, I would I definitely. Um, you see, they have to be like not, good combination of like good music, but like the performance is key there too. Um, the Rolling Stones from like an from like an earlier age, maybe the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Beatles would be a good one as well. Um, I you know the Tupac, maybe Biggie. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, no, definitely Biggie. I, I was really surprised they haven't done they they have not done Biggie yet, but what what is the cost of like making these holograms? It's gotta be pretty expensive because you don't see a lot of them. It's gotta be like I mean it's just like mist and lights, isn't it? But I don't. I mean, I don't I, know it, it goes more it. than that. Yeah. It goes more than that. Don't get me wrong, but it's mm-hmm. it's just boiled down to like a light show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't imagine like um, it's gonna take a little bit more just because you gotta have something that's gonna make these. Uh, this basically program this so it can actually emulate how the person would really be. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of you study. do you do kind of get into a kind of gross and dark area of buying the rights to a person's image, far passing just like the yeah. rights to buying their music. Because not only are you buying the rights to their music, you are buying the rights to have them perform and to act in front of you. So uh, that's a kind of scary, scary like path to go down. Yeah, yeah. Think about, yeah, thinking about like that. Yeah, yeah. So, but, so it was one day in the future, right? Yeah, you're not gonna go to the concert, but the concert's gonna be on your phone. You wanna see Beyonce before? You gonna <laughs> dial the joint up, the plane joint down, and then you're gonna have Beyonce right in front of you and in your privacy, your own bed, and you can do only, whatever you want. Only available in title. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, because that's the most black mirror way possible, bro. You know things like that to be happening. You know things like that be happening. It's gonna get worse when it's not public people anymore. When it's just the private people, so let's say it was like um, you know, you, you could say like a random person that you met, you just take the picture or whatever. Bruh, imagine you, people <laughs> people buy this. People, people would, would absolutely buy this. Buy this. People <laughs> are the worst. But just um, and imagine one day you see it. I mean you I would probably buy this. I'm I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 not gonna be a hypocrite here. Like I I or I am gonna be a hypocrite. Bro, imagine, but listen, so, so imagine, like, you know, they're on the bus or whatever, they're trying to get, like, a little show just because, you know, they had a rough day, and they, the person that they saw the video, what they see, imagine, bro, Black Mirror, oh, Black Mirror, come hire me, bro, I got, I got some good plot lines for you, I got you, guys. My all-time favorite tweet is, like, Black, the writers of Black Mirror, it's just like, what if your grandmother had a battery, bro? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I love it, man. I love it. Listen, all the way back to Coachella. One of the performances that I mentioned, we had Jada Smith. You know, one of my all-time favorites, just cause like y'all, y'all can talk trash all y'all want, but when I knew when I heard that Sire album before that, when I heard the Sire single falling, I knew for a fact this album was gonna be fire. And 
And I know a lot of people that was like, oh no, you you bugging, bro. Your face yeah. is trash. And I was like, wait, just wait on it. Wait on it. And the album came out and everybody was riding it. Now listen, Jaden Smith was performing uh, his album, Sire, mm-hmm. at Coachella. And he had a surprise guest, Jordan Woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's making it messy. Now listen, we already know, listen, we know the Smiths are fighting for the Spider-Man Kardashian. We talked about this on the radio, alright? We talked about this on WHIP's but, new but, show format, Thursday, 6 But 7. the Woods and the Smiths, they're tight. They're tight. They're very tight. They're very tight. But. They defended Woods. Yeah. But. Yeah. But. But. They don't let them say the, Kard- with, uh, the Smiths against the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Now this is how, now this is how they co- they overcome, right? First off, they, they defended Woods, then they're incorporating her into their circle, and they have this family wholesome vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Against the Kardashians' ratchetness, this is how they take over, bro. The Smiths are going to be the number one family Will, in America. Will Smith, Will is, Smith is already using his YouTube channel with the crazy bucket list and inviting people to yeah. do that, which is super. That's super cool. Don't say it that. No, 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 no. I, I'm this. I'm not gonna. This is not. I'm not saying this in a bad way. But Will Smith <laughs> is one of the biggest opportunists ever to play the game. That's it's good. He, he's very I mean, smart. He's very, very good smart. at it. He's very good at it. I mean, just even I was. Because, uh, you know, you have, like, liked on Facebook or whatever, and you just see it pops up on your news feed. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, after the uh, Little Nas X uh, song kind of had all of his ordeal, it was blowing up, who was the first person to kind of jump on that band- bandwagon after Billy Ray Cyrus, who was also one of the biggest opportunists in the game? <laughs> with Will Smith with, with like, this cut-together montage uh, to the tune of Old Country Road. <laughs> of, of like all like these different Will Smith like in Wild Wild West and he's yes. like hit me up if you want the music video done I'm yes. like of course of course that, yeah. and it was hilarious Billy Cyrus Billy Ray Cyrus and Will Smith on the same it's just <laughs> I saw that same clip and bro I thought that was hilarious <laughs> I thought that was you brought back the Wild Wild West like, <laughs> Will Smith is incredibly likable and so it like it works out for him and it's uh, I have nothing against it mm-hmm. now do you think this advances the war between the Smiths and the Kardashians. And if it does, is there a I think war going on between them? It's a secret war. It's a shadow is war. There is a secret war. There is a secret war. Listen, this Some is what Illuminati happened. stuff this is going on here. Well, the crawl, uh, the scroll, oh my bad, invaded Earth. And we had Nick Fury start the secret wars. This is what happened. This is that comic arc right now. This is what we are in. Okay? The, the scrolls or the Kardashians. <laughs> my boy, Will Nick Fury <laughs> Smith. <laughs> He's gonna get together, the Secret Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> and they're fighting the Secret War right now. Now, I'm asking, is Jordan Wood, is she a pivotal point in these Secret Wars? Is she the Carol Devers, the <laughs> Captain Marvel of these wars? Oh my god. <laughs> I need to know. What do you think? Let's start with Will. You're the guest. Do you want a hot take? I do. You want a hot take? Yeah, get I a mean, hot this take. is like a flaming hot, hot take. take. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Kim, the, the Kardashians are the biggest culture vultures. Ever. It's not even That's a hot take. take. It's not even That's a hot take. That is, that is a fact. That's, That's just a fact. fact. I mean, like, everything they do, I mean, they're like a bunch of, like, <laughs> like 30-year-old white chicks from, like, Hidden Hills, California. And they have now, like, become these, like, icons for, like, all the different communities when they don't deserve any of it. All they've done is just latch their names onto people. And I, I will give them credit because they, they are very smart with marketing. They are. They, no, no, they, they are. Great, they are. They yeah. are genius mar- mar- uh, marketeers. I will not. I will not discount that. I mean, what mm-hmm. was the wedding between her, uh, Kim and uh, Chris Humphreys that brought in like oh, yeah. fifty so, million dollars? Yes. So many. It's crazy. It's crazy that people like care that much about like Chris Humphreys of all people too. I know. Or Chris <laughs> Humphreys. He's he's done nothing. He's done nothing in the NBA. Nothing since then. 
He's just the perfect level of bland that he's he. The Kardashian curse. <laughs> Yo, Kanye, Kanye, Kanye is Kanye beyond? Is Kanye too far gone? Is Kanye too far gone? Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I want to say yes, but I still see the light, bro. I'm not, not the light. I, but I still at the see same the time, like he, he was a mixed bag for me. Like as an album, I th- mm. I enjoyed parts of it. Other parts of it, like anytime Kanye West starts talking about sex in a song, you just like. It's just very cringeworthy it, when it he is. does it. It's like you're like, why? Like I can't, I can't just sit here and listen to you describing like how you're having sex and all that sort of stuff like three times during the song, Kanye. Um, but it had some really good songs on it. Uh, and then Kids See Ghosts was one of my favorite albums like ever. And so like mm-hmm. I still see the talent. I still see the Kanye that we all love. Mm-hmm. But then every time you like fall in love again, he does something to kind of like slap you right back down to reality from like what's going on with him and his life. It, it, it's it's sad. It's Isn't sad. he performing tomorrow at Coachella? It was it Sunday service? Isn't that what, uh, what it is? What is it? Because uh, because he, he's been posting those videos of him just like playing with like a choir. Like have you seen those? Yeah, I did. That, 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 I think that's great. I do. I do too. I mm-hmm. See, I don't trust it. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to get into it, but I don't trust him at this point. No, like, I don't trust him either. Brought, I'm like, I'm like very wary of everything that he does now, because like, I don't, I don't trust that he has like good intentions or that he's like, or he actually like knows what direction he's going in. I feel like he's just like doing stuff just to do it. Like, whatever pops in his head, he just go, he goes right to it. Doesn't even think about it anymore. Still waiting for Gandhi though. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that. That, that one upset me. Because it was supposed to come out like last year. I mean, like exactly a year ago. And then it kept getting pushed back. And it was like October. No, because yeah. he didn't. Well, the first time, I, I felt I respected it because he said that he wanted to compete against Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne, he wanted to pay homage because he's an all time great. Yeah. I respect that. That was that was dope. Um, He had the Black Friday idea. I was like, okay, that's actually kind of cool. So yeah, let's, let's do it on that. But when he didn't do it on Black Friday, yeah. <laughs> that was when it started. And he did, we kept getting pushed back after that to. Uh, um, just some, the other, what, what, what did he say? What was his next excuse or whatever? Cause he was like, he wanted to, um, who was it? Who was, we were talking about this girl a couple days ago. Not, what are you talking, what are you talking? Who talking about? Tayana Taylor. Tayana Taylor. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 He was like, oh no, cause we're going to, cause we're going to work on something now. And so we're going to, you know, push back. Oh, yeah. he, and then that, 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 that just happened with that, whatever. And it was just a bunch of BS after BS after BS after BS after BS after BS to the new point. Now, do I really even want God anymore? <laughs> it's like. It's gotta, to, it's gotta be good to too. It's gotta be like, no, it's gotta be a great album too when it comes out. It can't just be like good. It's gotta be great. Cause I I didn't like Yay. Like I thought Yay was like some mid, but <laughs> Yay's <laughs> held up by two absurdly good songs, which is uh, Violent Thoughts and uh, Ghost Town Part One. I was I, I'll, I'll add. I thought about killing you to the mix. I thought I liked the beginning to that. I think the beginning to that just the actual. Do, uh, does does Kim Kardashian that. not listen to Kanye's West music? Because if I was Kim Kardashian, yeah, she should probably she should probably. I would be there. one terrified and two very pissed off. Because half like Life of Pablo, half of it's just him talking about cheating on Kanye or Kim Kardashian. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And it's one thing. It's like okay, this is you know this is me confessing my sins. This is me like I'm a new person now. Four forty four is off. But it just keeps going on and on and on. And then there's stuff where it's just like, I know he's talking about like you know. And I'm, uh, I think about killing you. Mm-hmm. He's talking about himself mm-hmm. for the most part of it, but for a lot, like for like half that song, you're like, is he talking about Kim? Like, what's it, going it, on here? The, the, the way he words it too, because like, don't get me wrong, it's, it's one of my favorite songs that I just from uh, idea of uh, uh, the production on that, it's fire, in my fan. Kanye's the 
best producer of all. I also yeah, I don't think he's real quick, just real quick with the uh, the lyrics as well. Uh, you know, it's relatable when you have certain type of mental illnesses where you have to have that kind of uh, you have those kind of thoughts and that kind of mindset. So I I, I got it. I actually enjoyed it a lot. But once you start actually listen to the, uh, the lyrics and kind of something a little bit, um, he's like, I thought about killing premeditated murder. I love and I I love myself, and I thought about killing myself. So I, you know, something sure thought about killing you too. Well, he, he, Kanye <laughs> says that he's talking about himself, but when you said I thought about killing myself too, that implies that we, you're talking about someone we else. Have, we yeah. have to understand that Kanye also speaks about himself in both the first, third, and then yeah, like yes, the fourth person the, as the well. The problem with that is though, when you're just listening to it, yeah. <laughs> it puts up a very, very, very bad sign. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. To people that have these issues, it's relatable. Yeah. I saw. I, 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 I liked it, but. Kim, like you said, to your point earlier, Kim should, like, at least, I feel like they need to have a, a discussion. Yes. Have it already. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye, or, uh, can we talk about this first track, please? <laughs> yeah, something, but, like, something. Listen, I remember I posted that, uh, when the song came out, when the album came out, I remember I posted those lyrics on Facebook, and I, cause I, cause I was bumping out the little music emoji icons and everything like that. I got a call in five minutes from Becca. <laughs> oh, my God. Me about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally in five... Yeah. That, that's the kind of conversation you need to have, bro. Yeah. <laughs> in five minutes of just posting that, and you knew it was the music, the music too, just because they had the, uh, I put the emojis down. I was yeah. like, you know, I'm bumping to it. And all of a sudden, that phone call raised, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, yo, 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 this is disturbing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what she was telling me about. I was like, well, I, it's, just, it's just a song. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, no, don't, don't read anything into it. Don't read anything into it. It's just a song. And, and, yeah. and, and it, becomes, it becomes a problem. Yeah, yeah a Kim's problem. like, is it just a song? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that be that would be something if they did break up, like that that would be all over the news. And that is exactly what the Smith family needs to win. Yeah, yeah. Listen, is Kanye, is Kanye the hidden soldier? Bring this back. Yeah, is Kanye the I hidden will, soldier? I will, I will pledge my entire support to the Smith family if they bring Kanye back. Yo, listen, hold Kanye on. Kanye's the king. He's the winner soldier, bro. Yeah, Kanye's the, the king. Wait, okay, I wish <laughs> it was in Jordan. It's Kanye the entire Yo. time. <laughs> Go ahead, Will. So uh, on my way up to Philly, I was uh, listening to music on the way up, as people do. And uh, <laughs> one of the songs that came on my playlist was uh, What Would Meek Do mm-hmm. off of Daytona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's the line Great on album. there where he talks about uh, wearing the MAGA hat mm-hmm. as a way to, like, s- would people, like, accept me now if I wore the MAGA hat? And I was like, I would really expect or, or respect you, Kanye, if that's what you were doing. But everything you've shown us shows us that you're not actually doing that and you're just kind of following suit. And so... I don't know. I just feel like he's a little bit too far gone at this point. So listen, so is Bucky Barnes, man. <laughs> so is Bucky oh my Barnes. God! Frank Carr, <laughs> birthday, whatever, the, whatever the code was. All right. Rubber duck. Listen, listen, December, December thirty first, nineteen ninety five, whatever it was, whatever it was. Listen, we can bring this back if Winter Soldier can go back to becoming Captain America's best friend. <laughs> then we can bring Kanye West back. All right. All we need. If we, we just need uh, what, 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 what brought him back and then uh, it was fighting it was fighting and he was like, I could do this all day <laughs> we just we need Kanye's best friend to come back and just sit with the I could do this all day yeah, where's Jay where's Jay Z yeah. wasn't Jay Z supposed to be like see, the big brother see, the best friend no, Jay Z abandons him exactly. you know you know he's too far gone that he might be too far gone at that Listen, point Jay Z Jay Z has been like a hip hop savior over the past couple of years he's trying to help out just, everybody just this past year what like all the great things that Jay Z has done for a lot of people. He bought. What do you? He bought out. He, he helped with uh, he helped Uzi's, Uzi's contract. Got his yeah, contract. his contract. He got. He, got, he, got, he, got um, he paid for part of. Did he pay for part of Meek's 
uh, yeah, legal counsel. Yeah, getting up. He got he got winging out of debt too. I think yep. he with the IRS. Like he's doing all this stuff. And with Kanye, you've gone to the point where it's just like, I gotta wash my hands with you. I can't, I can't associate myself with you anymore. Wait, wait but think about so wait, it. But so wait, so Jay Z is Captain America in this scenario. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Jay-Z's no, Captain. no, hold on. But now, see, listen, listen, listen. So you're making, you're making it seem like that like Captain America didn't go out of his way to help other people. Like he didn't help Peggy, all right. Like he didn't go out and he didn't help Nick Fury, all right. We're making it seem like he didn't do all these great things before. That was before he came back to help his friend Bucky Barnes. Because keep in mind, they didn't get together again until Civil War. Mm-hmm. What happened before Civil War was the Winter Soldier. So that means that we're still in the Winter Soldier arc. Yeah. We got to get we gotta get to Civil War. Rap has to have a Civil War. <laughs> Listen, who team teams right now? We're going to have Team Jay-Z. Who else are we going to have, bro? So who's the other side? Who's the Iron Man in this situation? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm asking. Who is going to be the other side of this, bro? Nah, who's trying to... Who's trying to <laughs> Who's trying to take Kanye down? No, for listen, good? no, no. Let's let's think, let, let's look at a different a different light, right? Because Kanye is always just he's a byproduct. Of, yeah. Like, Winter Soldier was a byproduct of the Civil War. If you yeah. Think about it, right? What it really came down to was the Hill registration versus the anti-Hill registration. So let's say Jay Z is for if you say let's say let's say say Captain America's for the anti-Hill registration, and then Jay Z is helping out all the uh everybody got the contracts. He's the Godfather of hip hop. He's helping out everybody, making sure they stable, they get good. So who is the person that's good on big business? That wants business to stay the way it is. Is it Columbia Records? Who's who's Kanye signed to? Nah, that's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm not, oh yeah, I'm was he trying to himself? Bu- was he trying to buy himself out of uh, of Columbia? He's, he mean, said they yeah. basically have him like. He's basically he said they basically have him like a slave there. I, I, yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking a little bit bigger than that. We talked about this person before. Suge Knight. Not Suge Knight. <laughs> we me and him had this conversation a lot, and I personally believe that he's responsible for killing. Oh my him. God! Oh, none Puff other Diddy. than Puff Daddy. Oh, he did. I was going to build he it up. Diddy. <laughs> P. Diddy, the Lex Sean Luther Combs. Of, uh, <laughs> Sean Combs. And, and Lex Luthor, Iron Man. Think about this, yep. bro. Oh, Think about man. it, yo. He is the one that wants everything to stay status quo. He's the guy that he owns these record labels. He's a well, he owns bad boy. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know for that he's a, he owns record labels. The fact that he is a big he is a part of this big business where he does He's really the person that says, oh, no, nah, let, let's get you all these 360 deals. Where Jay-Z is telling people, do not get a 360 deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. obviously, we have the two encompassing factions right now. We need them to fight. Not a, not a physical fight. I'm not condoning violence. No, I would never do that thing. <laughs> but we need them to have yeah, a Jay-Z's rap Jay-Z's too old to fight anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Being a rap B, uh, so it's P. Diddy. P. Diddy here. and Jay-Z. He, he, would, he would actually win in a physical fight between P. Diddy and Jay-Z. I, I mean, Jay's big. Jay, Jay is big. He's and definitely Jay, big. Jay, Jay Z did murder a dude. So Jay, Jay used to box. And according to him, so did P Diddy. Puff is more one of those guys who gets other people to do. Exactly. Yeah. I know Jay for a fact did have his own work. He boxed. He he's, boxed. And he stabbed that dude in a club in like 2000. Yeah. Jay-Z. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's. let's so yeah. Jay Z. Jay Z. I'm talking about fist fight. I'm talking about fist fight. I ain't talking about actual. But no, but he's scrappy though. You, you know, he got the killer instinct. He boxed. Yeah. So Jay knows how to fight. I'm gonna give you that. But. In the straight civil war situation, right, when these people are, that they're using their wins, they're using everything they have to win. Do you think that he can still pull it off against the second most evil rap mogul? In fact, Shook Knight isn't even a mogul. So the most evil rap mogul. I say that on, don't see me. The most evil rap Shook mogul. Knight is Shook Knight, you can't even consider a rap mogul. And that's he's what I'm saying. He's, he's not even but a see mogul. That, see. Puff, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Sean Cone, Diddy Dirty Money. <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss a name? Diddy, dirty money. Oh my God! Just, ju- yeah, just Diddy, just Diddy, yeah, just Diddy too. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think I hit everyone. I think I, I hit, hit all of them. I think you hit all. I think you hit them all. See, <laughs> see, if we're gonna break this down into terms of like the wire. Let's okay, get let's get, let's get real deep into this. You know, Shug, uh, Shug's kind of like the Greek. He's way out of like he's he's just out of out of the way, just doing evil shit all in the background. He all of his evil shit is actually stirring all the waters and doing like all the the background stuff that you're not even paying attention to. Puff's more like Stringer Bell, like he. Oh no. He thinks he's a super <laughs> smart dude. He thinks he's got everything under under wraps. But he's got like he's like one or two chaotic elements away from being taken down. Mm-hmm. And he was. He was. Let her know. I mean, let Stringer know that he. Stringer he was. He slumped. He tried to. <laughs> Stringer tried to do one too many things, like double cross one too many people, put too many people against each other, and got taken out. Mm-hmm. So, who is Jay Z in this situation? Yeah. Right? McNulty. Exactly. I was going to say the same exact thing. <laughs> Jay-Z is the police. He is McNulty, Oh, no. He's a police. Oh. No, no, no. no. Let's take this one step further. Well, you said that Shook Knight is like the Greek, right? Yeah. And we're going to bring it right back to the comics. If the Greek was the person in the background stirring up all this chaos, right? Who was stirring the chaos of Civil War? Baron Zemo. So there we have it. We need Shook Knight to figure out how to plot these two icons against each other. Shug, if you can hear me, if you can, if you can hear me, Shug, make the, this if, happen. If you, get, you will become a hip hop savior. Exactly, you get podcast in prison. <laughs> you will become a. You will, you'll also be like a, a villain for most of. But once you realize what you did, you will be a hip hop savior depending on who wins. And, and if he's listening to this, I appreciate you taking your hour of recreational time and listening to the Peace of Mind podcast. Hey, you know we actually are running a little bit of time. We actually did get a little bit over, which means we have to kind of get ready to go. That being said, unfortunately, we have got to cut this conversation short, but we will talk again on a on new show format Thursdays from six to seven and WHIP iHeartRadio. Philly's before, number one college radio station. You had to throw that in. There. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, number one, number one. Before, yeah, you're right. Before we uh, go though, we got to get our songs of the week out. Let we let our guests go first. Will, what is your song of the week? Uh, Kevin Abstract has a new uh, collection of singles dropping. Uh, it's under the title Arizona Baby. Um, I really love the song Big Wheels off of those three singles. Uh, it's Big Wheels, Joyride, and Georgia. All three great songs. And uh, for my song of the week, I was listening to this earlier. Standing in the Rain, Action Bronson. It has that uh, Orange Juice Jones sample on there. You know, I saw you. Standing in the rain. Like that sounds a classic. It is a great song. And actually, Bron- Bronson like flowed through that beat real well. Great song. Love Bronson. Yeah. Very underrated. Very underrated rapper. Very underrated. I uh, interrupt you real quick. His his like what was it? Uh, his collection of mixtapes with uh, Party Next Door. Mm-hmm. All time classics. Like Sin to the Stars. No, it's like uh, Blue Chips. Uh, Blue Chips. Oh like, yeah, Blue Chips. But I think it's Volume Two. It's really good. Well, I'll take my time now, and I will give a quick shout-out to Jada Young Gun. Uh, so, you know, I, I like to listen to a lot of underground rappers, but I like to, you know, to give them nice shout-outs when they do some nice stuff. I saw I found Jada Young Gun on uh, SoundCloud. He's actually kind of dope. So I'm going to shout-out his song, Catch Me Traffic, man. And I actually kind of want to play that as the outro when we go on. I'm not going like, to play the whole thing, because I can't, because it's kind of a lingual. But I can play the instrumental, though, and I will <laughs> for the outro. So, Jada Young Gun. Uh, shout out to you, Catch Me in Traffic. You can find that actually now on Spotify. Check him out. He's a young boy uh, trying to come up in the rap game. Mm-hmm. That being said, that's all the news that we got today, or really all the time we have for the news today. 
This is your boys to be Samad, Black Exes, Chad G, and our guest, Willard Squire. And we are gone. Boom.